This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. It's Kelly and Ramia on AMI-tv, AMI-audio, and podcasts. Uh, we're getting into a monthly Science Center check-in. Feels like forever. Every time I bring this intro in, I was like, has it only been a month since we last checked in on a science center or a museum or some kind of exhibit for education around the country? But yes, in this month, we're going to the Ontario Science Center, talking a little bit about the environment and uh, what we can learn there. Raluca Ellis is the researcher programmer for environmental sciences at the Ontario Science Center. And we're talking specifically about the Our Climate Quest exhibit. This is an exhibit that uh, encourages um, youth to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, aka environmental impact. So, Reluca, it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. Welcome. And before we get into the exhibit itself, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your passions for working at the uh, Ontario Science Centre, and maybe particularly about this exhibit and your interest there? Sure. Well, um, I have a PhD in environmental chemistry, and I've always been a bit of an outdoor science nerd. I love talking to people of all ages about our climate and our environment, and I'm really excited to talk about our Climate Quest, which is an exhibition that was produced by our friends at Science North, but designed by our amazing exhibit designers at the Ontario Science Centre. Nice. And how long have you worked at the OSC? I've been here for about six years. Okay, cool. That's amazing. And we're going to benefit because of that interest, as you put it, the nerdiness to, for the outside, because there is so much to take away. And this is one of those exhibits that I'd imagine, as you tell us a little bit about the uh, exhibit, um, it's kind of an interesting thing because we're all worried about our individual footprint to some degree, but we all don't want to be, be made to feel, I have to give up the most and do the most change to help the environment. Um, we've learned a lot on this show about smaller things to do. Can you tell us a little bit about the exhibit and what what we might experience? Absolutely. So our Climate Quest is really great because it focuses on climate actions and solutions and shows how small steps can lead to big change. It really offers visitors of all ages an opportunity to reflect, to participate in and inspire meaningful action towards a more sustainable future. And it's really exciting about learning about these solutions because it's not really about what you have to sacrifice, but it's how can we make things better by going towards this more sustainable future. So that's what I'm really excited about here. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the thing because we get... Our society has always been, well, how come you're not just getting the big guys to do this? That when they start, I'll start. Because so many small Mm. things I'm sure that you're showing people are just those little things that... I can do that. Or, yeah, you know what? I shouldn't do that. I don't have to do it that way. That's wasteful. Absolutely. Yeah. Visitors can make changes in their in their daily routines or daily lives and in uh, lots of different ways. And I do acknowledge when learning about the climate crisis that it can be really easy to feel discouraged and not sure what mm-hmm. actions to take. But in this exhibition, it's about fostering that hopeful problem-solving space where people are empowered to participate in climate action. 
Okay, so break down the exhibit for us. Like, how exactly are we participating in a, you know, in however sensory ways possible? So the exhibition is divided in a couple of different zones, which have their own themes, such as how we eat, how we shop, how we connect with nature. And each of these zones feature hands-on exhibits, interactive multimedia, and multisensory experiences, games, and real stories about real people taking climate action across Canada. There are a lot of really fun tactile elements uh, throughout the exhibition. One of my favorite ones, and um, the coolest one, no pun intended, <laughs> is uh, where visitors can uh, touch surfaces and feel a temperature difference. So there's this one exhibit where it shows a difference between a white roof and a black roof. And because black surfaces hold more heat, the black roof right. is much hotter. Right. So it's a really cool, very intuitive way to demonstrate that effect. I love wow. that. What a simple concept, but so uh, such a big part in understanding the bigger conversations, right? About, uh, you know, like you, you hear about these solutions of painting uh, everything white around us and using these extra um, heat absorbent white paints. And you have no idea how to take part in that conversation or even how to form an opinion on it if you don't fully grasp the importance. That's right. And the conversation is actually the key. That's that's one of the things that we hope to really encourage with this exhibition is for people to have conversations. Um, like the majority of, of Canadians are, are worried and concerned and want to do something about climate change. Mm -hmm. In time, majority think that others don't care about climate right. change. So, you know, there's yeah. a disconnect there. It's uh, It tells me that we're not talking about it enough. So sure. we're really hoping a lot of conversations about climate change and how you connect with it and through this exhibition. Okay, so can you give us... you guys changed a little bit of the, when you put this together, um, to get kind of, and foster conversations, is there that extra person that's kind of there when, when students are looking and stuff? Do you have any staff? Do you, you know, is there anything that you would say you've done different to make those conversations? Or, you know, obviously you hope organically teachers and students are going to have the chat or with each other when they say, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize it held that much heat. Um, how, how did you kind of encourage that? Yeah, we have a team of amazing and really talented hosts. Those are those folks that you see walking around in the white lab coats. Right, and yeah. they have, we had like a three hour training session together last week where we had those hard conversations ourselves. And we talked about how we can inspire our visitors. So if you're at the Science Center, definitely look for them, uh, ask your questions. And uh, this is what it's about. It's about talking and it's about uh, asking questions and about sparking curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, to find out those things that when you look at the exhibit, when you go through it, these visitors can use things to make the difference at school or at home, right? Those little things. Yeah. Can you give us more, uh, maybe one more example of a sensory experience around this exhibit? Uh, sure. So we mentioned the um, the heat ones. Those are really great. There's actually three different uh, ones that, that play around with temperatures. Um, there's also one with uh, an infrared camera where you can see the temperature difference of materials like wood or metal, uh, but you can also feel them. So you can feel how the metal is so much hotter. And then you kind of start to think about what type of materials we use in our built environment. 
Um, we also have a really wonderful little zone um, towards the back of the exhibition that is really private and 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 it's you know we call it the reflection zone, but it's a place where where people can um, think about and and respond to some questions that we might have about how you feel and what you think about this. Mm. And within that zone, there's a little puppet theater, so our youngest visitors can get involved too and uh, and talk about how how they feel as. This is such an interesting point because uh, it is such a personal reflective process, right? Taking part in this conversation, really coming at it. Uh, honestly, like some of us, I think, are going to struggle with our own defensiveness around this conversation altogether, this topic of climate change and how much we do or don't do in our daily lives already. So, you know, you might resist uh, parts of this. So having that, you know, like what made you put that part into the exhibit where you're kind of exploring your own thoughts and processes around this? Well, that's that's really important. That's one of the most important things, in my opinion, because there are so many emotions associated with uh, with climate change. Uh, you know, there's there's fear, there's anger, there's despair, there's positive emotions too, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's mm -hmm. curiosity, yeah. there's inspiration, there is hope, but there's a lot of emotions around this topic. And, uh, you know, the first step in learning how to manage your emotions is, is to acknowledge them. So we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of emotions around this um, and express those emotions in an open way. And then we can move together towards solutions. Right. Yeah, yeah because there's a lot of, that's not really true. People are pushing this agenda. This isn't as extreme. There's a lot of those things that young people are hearing, and it really makes not just young people, oh, you know, adults, older adults, mm -hmm. our heads spin. And taking that time for people to be able to think about this or this being isolated by you guys, putting this exhibit together, saying, what are we fighting? We're fighting people who sometimes have mentality of the world's still flat, so this stuff really isn't happening. Yeah. Don't listen to it's them. It's a spectrum, yeah. It's, and, and, and people in their own viewpoint and trying to push their, I don't want to just say agenda. It, some people are saying these things based on their own fear or their, I don't know what to do, so it's easier to put my head in the sand. Mm -hmm. And they spread that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is really a lot of fear around it. And, and there's a lot of misinformation that comes from that. So, you know, really trying to, to share good science, you know, good information, help people understand what choices they have. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, yeah, and, like, and we're that's... not in a perfect situation, right? Like, that's clearly why we're doing all this. Um, but, you know, there's that, as you mentioned off the top of the, the conversation, where we're trying to fight hopelessness, right? Like, that's the concept we're really trying to uh, take out and put something else back in because there's so much of this doom and gloom of like we have nowhere we can go we have no what nothing we can do in our own lives in our daily lives somebody else has got to take the responsibility because we just can't make that impact and i think that's yeah. what we're trying to uh change absolutely yes we want to inspire hope that's such a big part of it and it's uh you know there is a place for everyone to take action, there is a pathway for you. That's one of the great things about this exhibition is that it has so many different different ways that you can connect with something that is meaningful for you. And, and small steps and small actions do matter because mm -hmm. then you start to steamroll into more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you gotta start somewhere and nothing's ever perfect. So we can't be 
perfect at climate action. Nobody is, but we need, you know, we don't need a couple of people to, to do things perfectly. We need millions of people to do many things, yeah. uh, you know, at the best they can. And to show yeah. that we are taking part in, in these things. When you put it together, who did you guys envision the most? I mean, I know a lot of the visitors are young people, but we know the conversation and just as stymied, just as confused are people, you know, whether they're the in their 30s or 50s, yeah. the rest of us out there mm -hmm. saying the thing, or what can I do? Ah, oh, nothing. And that same confusion. Who did you guys think of in mind? Well, the great thing about the Ontario Science Centre is that it welcomes people of all ages and we see families with children, but, you know, families can mean anywhere from um, a parent with their toddler with uh, or a grandparent um, with their grandchildren. So it really spans across all all age spectrums. And it's that that family piece, those family conversations that are right, really important. Yes. And there's there's some people that just they're not really sure how to start the conversation with their kids or with their families. And this also gives them an opportunity to do that. Yeah, it sure does. Wow. It's very exciting. I love the Ontario Science Centre for that. Like, it's just such a welcoming space. There's uh, so much to do and so much unconscious learning, right? Like, you're, you're not necessarily having to go in and say, okay, I'm ready for this, but there's just stuff that happens, and then you walk away with this information going, wow. You, know, you this absorb. Was, yeah, you absorb, exactly. You absorb it. It feels yeah. like, experience. <laughs> yeah, because the tiniest things can click something in your brain that you never really expected it to, right? And it's just everywhere. You're just immersed yourself in that kind of philosophy when you walk in and everyone's super cool um tell us where we can go for more information to uh, find out more about the exhibit to just keep in touch with the osc absolutely please go to our website ontariosciencecenter.ca and lots of information there about our our exhibition cool. um, we also have some complimentary imax films that will be coming up soon um, including Ancient Caves, uh, which is about a cave diver that looks at climate from the past. Oh, nice. And A Beautiful Planet, which is a wonderful, wonderful IMAX film, filmed from the International Space Station, and features astronauts who have such a unique view of the Earth when they see it from space. You know, this beautiful, small, tiny planet. Mm. Uh, they really come back with, with a huge transformative um, care for the planet. Yeah. Talk about zooming out <laughs> to take part in the con concept. Uh, Riluka, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate that you brought this to the table for us. And how long is the exhibit running, by the way? It will be open from now until April 9th. Okay, awesome. Lots of time. Uh, good luck. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hope to see you. Thank you. We were speaking with Raluca Ellis, researcher, programmer for environmental sciences at the Ontario Science Centre, talking about the uh, exhibit that you can check out from now till April 9th. It's all environment, everything, and uh, we look forward to hearing people's feedback. After the break, we got the weekly roundtable with weekly contributor Mike Fair, who was just here earlier on Thursdays. What a coinky dink. Kelly McDonald picked some topics for us. We're going to find out more about it after the break on Kelly and Romeo. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Romeo return in a minute. 
Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.